Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome into Mailbag Monday. I'm Jay Zawoski with Mario Tirabasi. Uh, let's send some thoughts and prayers Greg Boyson's way. He is moving, <laughs> uh, preparing to move, which is the worst thing in the world. Uh, Greg, we're sorry. Uh, we would help you, but we don't want to. Yeah, uh, yeah we're so, adults. We're yeah. not going to help you. <laughs> Hire someone. Not. Remember the days when you would move and you could just be like, hey, man, can you help me move? I'll buy you beer yeah. and pizza. And people we'll are like, hell pizza. yeah. Yeah. If you're not buying me a Tesla, I am not interested <laughs> in helping you move. Yeah, no uh, shot. No, I agree. No, thank you. Plus, I'm going to be useful for five minutes before I throw my back out. Oh, I, I just carried pillows for the most part. That was my... <laughs> yeah. You know, get a, uh, get I mean, couch pillows. Couch pillows are pretty big. I seriously... I The other day, I was sitting in my bed, putting on my socks, and I pulled my sock up, and I felt my back tighten up. <laughs> this is... My, I'm 45. This is my life now. Yeah. This yeah. is it. This is what I have to look forward to, and it's only going to go downhill from here. So, uh, Greg... Godspeed. I told my wife when we moved from Palos Heights uh, to Homewood, I said, I hope you like this house because I'm never <laughs> doing this again. Never Correct. moving again. Never. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's what my wife and I said after we... Uh moved into our house is this like let's 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 make this one yeah, last this yeah. is it uh when we were moving we i know greg has this too he's able to move stuff from the old place to the new place ahead of time so it's not like a one-day thing which is nice yeah we had the same thing and i swear to god when we would go from payless heights to homewood and we would come back i'd be like have people put stuff in our house since we left like <laughs> how do how does this stuff we are not making a dent in anything here it is so frustrating. I'm very glad mm-hmm. uh, that I don't have to do it anymore. And Greg, we're with you, man. We're with you in spirit. We will not help you physically, though. Very, and, very sorry. And Mike says, "I'll now buy a beer and pizza to not be asked." <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes, here. Just every year, <laughs> buy your friend beer and pizza. And say this is so you don't ask me yeah. to help you move. Exactly. Uh, anyway, that's not why you're here. It is Mailbag Monday. So we are going to answer all of your Hawks and NHL related queries. And as we said last night on the post-game show, if you missed it, shame on you. Um, we're going to have a little added element of an ask me anything sort of a thing going on in the chat. So here goes. If it's anything we're about at, life, about whatever, season. we will answer it uh, in the chat today. So why don't we start, Lawrence? I'll let you uh, kick the show off with uh, one of our uh, okay. Discord or Twitter selections. If you'd like to tweet at us ever, it's at chgo underscore Blackhawks. And if you're a chgo diehard, you get access to our uh, Discord, and you can uh, write us there. So I just stuff. I quickly want you to answer Charlie the Bacon guy's question. Did did it last to the first period? The bacon he gave it you? Did. It did. Yeah. Yes. We, it got to about midway through the second period. <laughs> oh man! Love, and then that was so about it. Mario ran into Charlie in the atrium yesterday, and midway through the first, <laughs> Mario pulls out two greasy paper towels. Amazing. He's like. Bacon. Pocket bacon. Yeah. Pocket bacon. I mean, I saw that pick and I was like, damn. Yeah. It was amazing. eating eating and Doyle's face on the uh, <laughs> on my photo. It just, it just worked out that way. But uh, yeah, I'm sure no, she would. It was, uh, it was delicious. Jardinier. Jardinier bacon. And uh, oh. ranch bacon. Yeah. Oh, Both were good. Excellent. Okay. Excellent stuff. Thank you, Charlie. Keep um, it coming. I don't think we're going to answer the Steve's question. Uh, that, yeah. You will you say? show feed is Greg's department? Yeah, that's great. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that's, that's right. So let's start with uh, the question that was yeah, on uh, the... Uh, on the, the headline and everything about yes. our, our guys we drafted last year, if, and this is from Matapuma, who says, if Korchinski and Nazar were in this year's draft class, where would they be picked, 
gives the casual fan an idea of how deep this draft is. I know you have a, a detailed answer about this. I do. So let I don't know what it says. Okay. So I'm going to just first just off the top of my head spitball this. I feel like both of those guys would be in the 20s. Okay. Uh, that was my thought as well yeah. when I saw the question. Uh, but last night, because I'm a sick individual, and apparently uh, so is Chris Peters, at 12.50 uh, a.m., I DM'd him on Twitter, and he responded. So I said, asked this very same question. His response was, so I had Nazar 7th in my final draft ranking and Korchinski 14th. I still think Korchinski would be one of the first defensemen off the board, so he probably goes in a range close to the top 10. Have to keep in mind that last year's defense draft was really, really good compared to this year. Nazar probably goes in a range similar to last year if I'm picking. There's a number of smaller skilled forwards in this draft, and the way he played last year, he's right up there with guys like Braden Yeager who could go into top 15. So, interesting. yeah, okay. so top 10 for Korchinski, top 15 for Nazar, which is what, Korchinski was 7, Nazar was 14? 13. 13. 13? Yeah, yeah, so... So right, right in those same <laughs> yeah. ranges. Hey, that's which that's th- I mean, great. that's re- I, I that answer is very encouraging mm-hmm. because it's better than mine. <laughs> I love that question. That's a wonderful question. Thanks for asking it, um, and I'm glad that Chris was up so late last night um, to, to answer that directly. I know we'll talk to him before and after the draft. He's mm-hmm. one of our favorite guys. Yeah. Uh, but to see that those two guys, because at first he said, "Well, are we put are we factoring in how they've performed this year?" And I said, no, I want yeah. you to do this based on they how were they were performing entering yeah. Yeah, last year's draft. So I think that's I think that's really good stuff. Yeah, I love a, that. I'm actually a little surprised that they're that high. So am I. Yeah, considering yeah. how deep this draft is and everything. It's yeah. Like, yeah, definitely. I, I would have I would have thought that Chris's estimation would have been late teens around that range. Yeah. But but hey, that's really encouraging to hear. Yeah, definitely. So And we've seen stuff. them play for a year after their draft. And so now it's like, well, yeah, of course. And I think Korchinski, like <laughs> if we were factoring in this year, I bet Korchinski would go even higher. Oh, yeah. I would I would assume he'd be in the top 10. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. All right. Good start. Very good start. All right. This is from Michaela. Uh, if Jonathan Taves returns for the rest of the season, do you think he will retire after the summer if he doesn't feel well enough to play for another season? Well, I mean, that's John Dietz's report is that he is seriously considering retirement. Um, so, I mean, yes, if he feels he's incapable of playing anymore, I think he's going to retire. I, I don't, I'm not questioning John Dietz's report. I think this is more a symptom of the Hawks being on the road for a really long time and, and not being able to, like, really get a lot of questions asked. Um, but the story kind of came and went without a lot of follow-up. So I'm looking forward to There's no practice today. From what Luke Richardson said, it doesn't sound like there's going to be practice Wednesday either. So the opportunity to ask those questions hasn't really presented itself yet. Uh, I'm very curious to see what the status is on that. Look, if Jonathan Taves, who has been skating recently, we wrote about it in our three Hawks hits last night, mm-hmm. if he is able to return this season, he will certainly be made available to the media, and he'll have to answer that for himself. Um I'm not saying I hope he retires, but I will say this. I don't think the Hawks are going to resign him. I don't think they should based on his health and what they're trying to do. So selfishly, I would like him to retire because as I've been thinking about it, I don't want to see him in another team's jersey. Yeah. It was It's painful enough with Patrick Kane. It's weird. 
I don't want to see Jonathan Taze in another jersey. It just doesn't, to me, of all the dynasty players, he's the one that shouldn't be on another team. Yeah, uh, I, I, captain. I, yeah. Would, uh, I would echo that. It would be weird. I, I just want him to listen to his body yeah. and be as healthy as possible. Um, to the question, you know, does, you know, if he's, if he's not feeling healthy through the summer, does he retire? That, uh, that's something that I, I wonder if he considers, cause he is still a very competitive person. Right. And I wonder if he just says, you know what, my deal's over with the Blackhawks. I'm just going to take this season off and maybe put his, maybe give his body that rest, give his body that time to kind of recover. And maybe he goes into 24, 25 as like, hey, I want to come back one year deal with a cup contender. Maybe I don't know. But um, I wonder if maybe that's something he does if he doesn't just say outright say he's retiring. But bottom line, I just want him to either feel healthy enough to come back at the end of this season and get a proper send off. Yeah, me too. Or yep. just listen to his body and, and, and do what it needs to do to, to feel optimal. And, and yeah, it would it would be tough to see him play for another team, but it also would be tough to see him be like, I'm going to come back for one more year. And he comes back and he is even more of a shell of his former self because yeah. that would also be hard to see because then it's just like you're just even more visible of like he's physically not capable of what he used to be. It's an interesting concept you present. And I've also thought of this too of like some team – you know, of him taking a year off or or whatever and then coming back. Like, it, not David Krejci didn't take a year off, but he went to Europe and then came back and signed a one-year deal with the Bruins. Uh, Jalmerson uh, retired. Correct. Yeah, you're a, right. A season or maybe two. Yeah. And then came back and it was playing in Sweden this year. Yeah, so Taves will be 35 uh, on April 29th, which means he would if he takes a year off, he's going to be 30. Uh, he'll be 37 that season. 36, 37. Yeah, yeah. so... He'll, yeah, we'll turn 37 that's that next season. I don't know. Like, does a team look at that and say, maybe Taves is like, I'll take a million bucks. Yeah. Take a chance on me. I think that would be tempting to a lot of contenders, even if it was sort of like a mid-season ad or like yeah. a late-season ad. Um, I don't know. That's interesting. I I don't want to see him play for another team. I, I But that's just me. If right, Jonathan Taves yeah. wants to keep playing, by all means, he should. I just, I don't know. I think that's a tough sell for teams, especially like maybe if he had just had he not missed another season or, you know, two years ago mm -hmm. and not missed a big chunk of this season, I think that might be a little more realistic. Like if he just is like, I'm going to take a year off, get my body right and then come back. Yeah. I think with everything added up, I don't know how interested teams would be in that. I don't know. Yeah. I really don't know. I'm not saying no. I just, I just don't know the answer. I mean, I'm sure there would be some team that would that would say like you know we'll give you a million or or whatever to uh to take a take a chance on maybe having a, a at that point you know maybe a third or fourth line center with the pet with the career resume that he has and the and the kind of person he can be as a uh as a presence in a locker room um but yeah i just it would be it would be weird to see what the market would be for him at that point um if there would be one so Again, I just say, like, I just want him to, to be able to be healthy. So that's that's the most important part. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Region Rev says, effects from COVID don't get better. Add that to his immune system, and he would be do better to protect himself more. Uh, that's the thing with, this, with long COVID is I know a couple people going through it, 
And Region Rev's right. It, it has not really gotten better for them. They've learned how to manage it. They've found therapeutics for it and things to kind of ease it. But so far, it hasn't gone away. Um, and it's something that they're, they've dealt with. Like, I, my, my, I have a buddy who got uh, COVID, like, pre-vaccine, like, around, like, I think it was Thanksgiving of whatever. I don't even know what year it was when COVID started anymore. 2020, 2020 yeah. And uh, he still just, like, doesn't feel right. He can't stand for extended periods of time. He runs out of gas really fast. Um, I mean, and that's – that's he says it's about the same from when he, quote, recovered from COVID to now. There hasn't really been much of an improvement. So, look, uh-huh. Jonathan Taves has different resources than my buddy, of right, course. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> But he's got more money than my buddy. He's got an entire but, you know, yeah. hockey team behind him to help yeah. him. But, but, I mean, if you're if – you're, if your body is is not responding, it's it's all the same, right? But yeah, we'll see. It sucks. It's tough. I, I just know. that's what bums me out about the tapes thing the most is, like, you know, it's one thing for a guy to say, you know, I've I've played it, I I feel great about my career, and it's just time for me to hang him up. I have nothing left to prove. It's just it's just brutal that he's that he's for, get, that he could potentially be forced out of playing yeah. the game he loves and the game he's so good at. It's sad. It's not the ending that he uh, he would deserve. Yeah, and I think you said it the other night. Like, when you look at the Hawks that have left, yeah, like, Hosa not on his own term. Seabrook gets traded. Keith gets traded. Crawford, you know, goes to New Jersey and then doesn't. There hasn't been, like, a really storybook ending for any of these guys, and it sucks. It's yeah. sad. It's really sad. So let's hope. Yeah, let's just hope the Taves can get good enough to come back and play uh, for the last few games of the season or maybe even the last game. So the United Center fans can uh, can let him know how they feel about him. Proper send off. Yep, absolutely. All right, gentlemen, let's keep moving on in the mailbag. This is from JB. Love the podcast, guys. Thank, Thank you, you, JB. Hoping to hear your thoughts on Kane's first month as a Ranger on today's episode. What number is he? Patrick Kane. Yeah, on the, Ra- on the Rangers. Okay. Yep. That's um, him. Let's see. <laughs> He's got Kane. four goals and four assists in twelve games. Uh, he's shooting 12.1% up from his 8.8 with the Hawks this year. Mm. Um, I think he's being very Patrick Caney. Yeah. You know, he's, he's doing his thing. He is not leaned on as much as he was here to provide scoring. Um, but after a tough start in a huge market and a very jarring, uh, trade feels like he's sort of picked up where everyone expected him to pick up. And I think the reason you trade for Patrick Kane is you hope that he becomes playoff Patrick Kane again, yeah, and becomes Showtime and de- delivers in those huge moments as he always seems to do. And if that happens for the Rangers, they're going to be very, very content with with their Patrick Kane trade. Yeah, I think he got off to a slow start, but it's kind of um, understandable given that he's in a completely new new place, new teammates, um, just a, a different situation that he's never gone through before. With you know having to be you know, be traded and move and, and all that. But, you know, he, he gets to fit into a roster in which he's not the sole focus anymore. Um, so that probably is beneficial to him. And, and yeah, I mean, eight, eight points in 12 games, totally fine. We've seen him score a few uh, pretty nice goals, set up a few pretty nice goals. So it's, yeah, it, it's, it's continues to be Patrick Kane at this point in his career. Um, and it was, it was funny. It was the, the whole, Kane to the Rangers, really the biggest steam behind that was, well, he was really good friends and buddies with Panarin, so he'll want to go play with Panarin mm-hmm. again. 
and like three games into him being in New York, they split those two <laughs> yeah. up there. It's like, yeah, th- it's not working. So, uh, so that, that's a little funny, but yeah, I mean, I know Greg will hate it if the Rangers go far into the playoffs, but it would be interesting to see how far uh, Kane can uh, can go with them. Yeah, it's funny. You would imagine Kane, Panarin, and Zabinijad just seem so perfect, mm-hmm. and now he's with Kreider and Trocek. Hey, things But change. it's like, you know, similar when he played with Taves and Hosa or Sharp or right. whoever. You know, it, it, it's different types of players. Yeah, you have them, to so. you have to match up the the, the right kinds of guy. And, and, and hey, look, like he he made Artem Anisimov look like a very competent NHL center for a while there. So it's <laughs> sometimes it's not necessarily that you have to have a, a all your best players all yeah. play together. Uh, it just kind of goes to show how much it is just having the right guys in the right spots. Do we have any uh, AMA questions before we get to our first spot uh, break here? We do. Um, right. uh, let me uh, throw one of those up there for us. All Let's right. see. I've been doing some favoriting of these. Uh, here. This is from uh, Mike. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the YooHoo drink? Please rate it in a tier S-F lol. I don't know what S-F is. I don't either, and I was hoping one of you would. It's in a tier S to F. I mean, I, I don't know. I was, how about A to how about A to F? Pass fail. I, I'm F. a big well, I'm a big fan of all chocolate drinks. It could have been A to F as as. Oh yeah, maybe S is right there. That makes sense. All right, we'll go A to F. Yuhu, the chocolate drink. I'll give it a B plus. Chocolate drink. I'm gonna go ahead and change that for him. Um, man, it's been a while since I've had a Yuhu, but I used to have I used to frequent them in high school, and they were good. So I will give it a solid B plus. Nothing like high school having like a Yuhu with like Cheetos. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The the, the best fuel yeah. to get you through third period math. Is. You'd have the, the the milk mustache and the Cheeto teeth and fingers. <laughs> yeah, it's just very appealing to the ladies. Perfect. Uh, back in the day, yeah, I, I like you who a lot. I went through a couple months ago like a big chocolate milk kick. I don't know. I just like see. Whoa. I've actually never had YooHoo. Really, I really? was always a Nestle Quick chocolate milk mm. guy myself. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean it's good. It's good, well, I but, but YooHoo's not chocolate milk. It's a chocolate drink. Yeah. Maybe that's why I didn't want it. It's, I it is good. I, I, I will. So I, I think there's a lot of places that have a lot of companies that have changed their formula. Like I think Twinkies are different from when they were when I was a kid. Like they stopped using trans fats. And yeah, so it's just like not as moist as it used to be. I wonder if you who also try to take some of the dangerous chemicals out that made it so delicious. <laughs> I've not had one in a while. I'll do one for research. For a double podcast crossover research with the I'm Fat podcast, that works. I will down a YooHoo this week and, and report back. Perfect. But I'm down. All right, I'm well, down. Do you want to do another one of these? Sure, and then we'll take sure. and then we'll take a break. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, this is from Nate. How do you like Murder by Death's most recent album? Oh, Jay. thank you, Nate. That's a great question. Um, sorry, I I, sorry, I contend that if if there if if there was a a band put on Earth exclusively for me, it would be Murder by Death. They're my favorite band. They are amazing, and they're not, like, metal like they sound. They're, like, if you imagine, like, Johnny Cash meets Jason Isbell meets, like, it's a lot of, like, gothic country, like, gothic alt country. They're great. Murder by Death is awesome, and I love their new record. There we go. There's right. uh, there's the, the answer. answer. Thank you. That's a good ask. That's a good uh, AMA. I like that. Can't Anytime you get me talking about music. Oh, I've heard of them. I don't think I don't know if I've, I've heard the name. I've not, that, I have, really. have not heard their new album per the question. Nah, they're they're great. And Nate uh, says you got me hooked on them, Jay. So ah, awesome. ah, nice. Thank you, my friend. That's what, I love that. I love when that happens. Appreciate that. Uh, you know what else is great, everyone? Yoohoo. Yes, <laughs> and Fubo TV. 
Yes, I'm not is. kidding. Uh, had a trial of it because I knew we were going to start a partnership with Fubo. And uh, three days in to said trial, I canceled my cable and joined Fubo permanently. You can do the same, FuboTV.com slash CHGO or scan that QR code on your YouTube screen right now. Here's the deal. A lot of people are looking to cut the cord, but because of the options on the streaming services, it becomes difficult. Well, guess what? If you're a Cub fan, Fubo is the only place you can stream Marquee Sports Network for the entire Cub season coming up. They've got NBC Sports Chicago, NBC Plus, all the things you need to watch the Blackhawks, to watch the Cubs, all the Chicago local teams, 140-plus live channels of sports, shows, movies, and news. You can stream from any device. So my laptop here, I've streamed it. Uh, I can do it from my phone when I'm in the bathroom, whatever. Anywhere I want to watch Fubo TV, I can do it simply by logging in. It's great. You can start watching immediately with a seven-day free trial. There is no contract. There is no cable. There is no hassle. Just sign up and start watching. You get 1,000 hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge. And again, watch your local teams while traveling. So if you're out of the state, you can still watch the Hawks. You can still watch the Cubs because your Fubo subscription is based in Chicago. It is great. College hockey is happening now. The Frozen Four. You've got, uh, that's April 6th through 8th. It's ESPN2, ESPN News, ESPNU. Watch it. It's great. It's incredible. There's a question. Are the Hawks blacked out? They are not blacked out on Fubo TV. It's great. I've watched every game since I've joined it. I usually go back on DVR and watch the game again for some reason because I'm a sick individual. <laughs> Very easy to do on Fubo TV. So jump in, FuboTV.com slash CHGO. Again, I became a customer after a three-day trial. I'm like, yep, this is great. I'm in. I use it on my Apple TV. It works on your Fire Stick, your Roku Stick, any streaming device. Hook it into your uh, HDMI slot there, and you are good to go with Fubo TV. Check it out. Yeah, and scan the QR code there on our screen. Yep. I tried to, but I'm too far away. Hey, do you like saving money? Do you like saving energy? Yes. Do you like having yes. uh, a brightly lit home or apartment? Usually. Or oh my gosh, yes. Facility or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well then, hey, ComEd has got the energy efficiency program for you. The ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. ComEd offers a wide array of other incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across their territories. Customers can inquire about how to upgrade outdated lighting to energy and money-saving efficient LED lights. I need to do that. I have a couple of lights in my basement that went out uh, the last week. Got to get on that. Uh, you can learn more about lighting networks to op- or about network lighting to operate your lights through your mobile device and track your facility's energy usage and more. Incentives have recently increased for indoor-outdoor lighting and network lighting controls, making these projects even more cost-effective than before. So be sure to visit them at comed.com slash powering biz right now to start saving money and energy. Yeah. Are you guys that. a cool white or a warm white? Uh, in your oh, I like lights? the warm, like the yellowish, right? Yes. A little more natural. Yes. I'm into that. I like, I like the, I like a bright light. So you like that cool blue, almost like you're in an office, even though it's just a light bulb. Mm. 
No, like well, these, how would like you describe lights. this? Like these lights. Uh, I like this lighting. Yeah, these are pretty, I guess, middle of the road. But like, I like the like, opposite of this. Like those, are, <laughs> like I'd say the ones. You are, like the ones that are in our conference room. Yeah, yes. I like a nice yellow tint to my lights. As opposed to that one, which is much cooler and like. Yeah, I like but the, like I you like go the to more someone's house ones. and like, or like you're walking by someone's house and you see the like, that like bright. It's almost like the old tube lighting. You're like, what are you doing, man? That's your kitchen. Why are you, why are you living like that? <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Yeah, you got to see what you're doing. Yeah. When you look like me, the less light, the better. That's what I say. <laughs> well, I think everyone yeah. would agree. That's my go. wife. Wow. She'd probably agree with she, that. Okay, yes. well, should we get back to Mailbag Monday? Sure. sure. Any more AMAs? <laughs> Any more AMAs you want me to we tackle? We a bunch that are coming We do have AMAs. We'll cut. Let's just do some more. We had a couple right, we'll, of Let's get back to the old puckaroo. Yeah. Fox hockey ones. And this is another Kane-related one. I know we've kind of been asked this one before. This is from Gary Ross. All right, Gary, you owe us a dollar. Any chance of re-signing the DeBrinket or Kane in offseason to bolster the rebuild? Yes, there's a chance. It's not going to happen. It's not It's 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 not zero. But it's not much more than one. Um, Say that. Look, if if you're Kyle Davidson, which one of those makes the most sense? I guess to bring it makes the most sense. Yeah, he's still young. He's got years of hockey. Bring Patrick Kane back makes zero sense for this team. All that would do is make you slightly better. All it would do is be a uh, PR move to sell tickets to make fans feel warm and fuzzy. It doesn't really move the needle at all, hockey wise. If anything, so. it prevents your leadership, your next leadership group from from jumping in and taking over. So I, I am, I don't, I do not want Patrick Kane back. And let's say with all the injury stuff that he is dealing with, whatever severity it is, um, let's say he goes all out through this postseason run with the Rangers. Let's say they get to the Eastern Conference Final or further. And he and he guts it out through whatever's ailing him. Then in the off season, he has to have some sort of cleanup surgery or whatever. Do you know what Patrick Kane you're getting if you go back and, and re-sign him? You don't really know. And I think that would be a that would be a risk. And and yeah, I, I don't think it really does anything other than make sure that your back stock of eighty eight Kane jerseys gets sold next season before Adidas loses the jersey licensing rights <laughs> you know Before it would make it would make more you. sense to have Debrinket come back but again I do not hold your breath that either of those players come back yeah and and what's the incentive for them to come back to come back and 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 play for the team like yeah I you know play for a team that they both had really good success with Kane's legacy is with the Blackhawks but you're going to come back to the guy who traded you like I don't think you would I think guys are happy to continue their careers elsewhere you know what i mean like it's i don't know i i know that's like the that's like the fan dream is they cut they come back and you get the trade and everybody's happy but it just so rarely happens and and region rev says domi needs to come back if there's someone that's going to come back it seems like max domi might be the guy sure because he wants a top role he you know he probably wouldn't get that top role elsewhere whereas kane and debrinkit will get a top role elsewhere you know, those guys are going to be top-line players wherever they play, whereas Max Domi is going to be a third or a fourth, not a fourth-liner, but a second or third-liner mm-hmm. pretty much wherever else he goes. So it makes sense for Domi to come back, be a leader, be a top scorer, be your number one center, and he seems willing and able to be part of this thing as they rebuild. He was a great fit in the locker room this year. I wonder if any other teams are looking at him and being like, hey, maybe he could be our number two number two center rather than coming back to Chicago for a team that's probably not going to contend for anything next year. Look, if if people were paying attention to Max Domi's season, then I think the answer to that is absolutely. Yeah. 
And I don't know. He's got this reputation. Yeah, he does. And I think that just sort of happens naturally when guys don't really stick anywhere. You're kind of like, well, how come this guy? I think the reason Max Domi doesn't stick is because he's good but not great. He's he's not super expensive, but he's also if a, if a contender is looking to add a salary, maybe it's a little more than they are able to take. So he's kind of like a tweener in that way. He's one of these players that like teams just can't find the reason to invest in. Like, That's a good like way to put it. Dylan Strom had the same problem. Yeah, absolutely. You know, until he got to Washington, and so I, I yeah, I wonder. I wonder what the 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 problem is because he's been when he you a lot of things in 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 hockey and in the NHL is is guys playing with the right with the right players under the right leadership yeah. and in the right situations and and Domi came to Chicago signed as a free agent because uh, Luke Richardson was was made the head coach and Domi's probably best two seasons came when he played in Montreal when where, where Richardson was an assistant coach so. I don't know how much direct impact it has, but it it's probably does it's probably means more than 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 is led on. So I I think that that could be a factor in him if he wants to come back. That you know he's played well under Richardson before, played well with him this year. Like it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I you know Max told me I've played my best with this coach, so I'm gonna go. If they want me back, I'm gonna go to him. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. You could you could tie that to any career. Right? right, like yeah. if your if your boss moves on somewhere and then wants you back, you're gonna listen. If it's a boss you liked and worked well for and worked yeah. well with, and they give you a call and say, "Hey, you interested in moving over here with me?" Hell yeah, you consider sure. that. Right? I mean, comfort has value, you know. I, and I think Max Domi felt very comfortable here. The fans really kind of fell in love with him in short order. Like I saw some Max Domi jerseys around the yeah, United there's Center. There's Domi jerseys when they yeah. when they interview the kids after the relay race a few times this year. Some kid was just like, "My favorite hawk is Max Domi." And I was like, "Interesting yeah. choice, but hey, go for it." Look, he know? is the kind of player that Hawks fans love. Yeah. You know, he's he's exciting, he can score, he's fast, he's physical, he'll drop the gloves every now and again. He is entertaining as hell. Yeah. And Chicago fans love players like that. He's a really good fit here. So if we're going to see somebody come back, that's the one I would bet uh, is going to come back. And I saw somebody in the chat mention Gustav Forsling is kind of an, uh, you know, maybe a, a side chance of coming back. I I don't think this, this current GM is going to do the old GM thing where he just brings back names he's familiar with. Yeah, no. And, and look, Forsling's really carved out a nice career yeah. for himself. So Yes, he has. Good, good for him, but yeah, I, I would be shocked if he was coming around anytime soon. Yep. All right, what else we got, Law? Okay, we're back to Mailbag Monday, and oh, our next one <laughs> is from Yaroslav Sissy Spacek. Who is a realistic prospect you see the Hawks taking with Tampa's first round pick? Mm. Let's say hypothetically it becomes the 24th pick. In my opinion, to bolster our forward depth, we need a right wing. Familiarize yourself with Matthew Wood if you haven't heard of him. Mm. So Yaroslav Sissy Spacek has been reading the rebuild report. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Nicely done. Nice. Uh, yeah. Where can you read that, by the way, Mario? You can read it on allchgo.com and make sure you uh, become a diehard and get access to the rebuild report and all of the other tremendous uh, written content 
that we have on allchgo.com. Plus Not to all of the 20% off the beautiful, all the other benefits, 20% off of uh, everything at the CHGO locker, uh, discounted uh, event prices and all the other special uh, offers the, that come the with Discord. Being a you can the ask Discord these questions chat in there where yep. you can ask us all of our uh, random questions about our music and movie and food tastes and anything in between. Um, what else we got? We did we did the 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 diehard happy hour. We did that a few weeks ago. That was a good time. Yeah, Bears are doing one tomorrow night. Bears so are doing one tomorrow night. Oh, nice. Should be interesting. Going to be a good time. So yeah, become a diehard. Do all that. Um. Matthew Wood, uh, he's a really good player uh, playing at, I believe he was, yeah, he's at UConn this year. Um, got a great shot. He's definitely somebody that's going to be in that mid to early 20s range. Um, the One of the hindrances to his game uh, from a couple of scouts, scouting reports is that his skating's not great, but that's always something that, you know, you hear some guys say, oh, their, their skating's not great. Well, Sure, but, you know, these guys are 18 years old. Like, they can – a lot of physical development still happens. So, you know, their skating stride with working with professional coaches, uh, working with, with NHL teams on that, that can be uh, – that can be tweaked a little bit. Um, for, for, for me, when I'm looking at prospects, this just, just, just for me, if, if, if I'm seeing things that are like – you know, their, their decision-making skills are not that great or their, you know, the, the terms hockey sense or their vision are not great. That's what, when I get a little bit concerned, yeah, cause, cause some players are, are not the most skilled, but they know where to be. They know what's going to happen. They, they know how to think the game and they can get pretty, f- they can get further than their skill set based on what they, what they have between the years. Um, and there's guys that are super talented that cannot think the game well. And yeah. they just, they're just straight line. This is all I know I can do. And, and they get handcuffed. So, you know, it, he's got a great shot. If his skating's not that great, a lot of guys have, have made a great career out of sh- shooting really well, but not being able to do much more, much more than that. One guy I do like, um, and he is climbing up the boards, but still is probably going to be in that mid twenties range, early twenties range, uh, is a teammate of Frank Nazar and Adam Fantilli's Gavin Brindley. Uh, he is a tough player. He's a not. He's a little undersized, but um, you know he's 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 got a lot of skill, a lot of speed, a lot of energy in his game. Um, he's definitely somebody that I think the Blackhawks should also be taking a look at, and I'm sure have had a lot of eyes on if they've been uh, scouting Fantilli and also checking in on Nazar. Um, yeah, he's 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 a good player, and you're going to see him in the Frozen Four with Michigan. So. There you go. Um, I'm looking at the uh, Sporting News. Uh, and their their mock draft, and uh, they have the Blackhawks selecting uh, Daniil Butt um, from uh, local Yaroslavl. Uh, and now forward. I will not accept anyone other than Daniil Butt to be on this team. <laughs> so we have jokes to make for the next yeah. uh, decade. Sure. So uh, give me Butt, please. You could get him. <laughs> it's only one T. Oh. Yeah. All right. Who is the guy in Michigan? The Jake uh, Butt. Jake Butt. Yes. Butt. Yeah. Yes. The tight end. Yes. <laughs> I, I believe he has a good Twitter handle. I'm not sure off the top of my head. Is it like it is butt something. stuff or something? <laughs> it's it is some. It's definitely a pun, and I just don't remember it. What it that's is. uh that's uh Jake is it Butters. Matthew Kachuk or Brady Kachuk? Where it's Kachucky Cheese is their handle? Oh, I, think it's I don't Matthew know. Kachuk. Is it Matthew? Oh, that's yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Another reason I love that guy. That's a good one. All right, we got another question here from uh, the Bacon Slinger himself. Charlie the Bacon Guy, 
he says, out of the final 18 points the Hawks can get, how many do you think they'll get realistically? I predict six more points, two, five, and two to finish the year. That seems about right. That seems about right. Yeah. Let's pull, that, up, let's pull up the old schedule. That seems about right. Let's win loss this thing. All right. Uh, by the way, it's J Booty eighty eight. If you'd like, to call uh, it. J Booty. <laughs> hey, That's a good if one. you have a name like Butt, you just have to lean in. Absolutely, yeah. you can't get offended about it. Just, just, just play. <laughs> you with have to it. bend over a little bit when you're leaning. Yeah, in. yeah. got to be flexible. Yeah, you do yeah. definitely. Uh, how many points does the Blackhawks get in their last nine games? Okay. Tomorrow, Dallas loss. Uh, Thursday, St. Louis. Uh, overtime loss. Okay, so that's one point. Yep. Uh, Saturday, New Jersey. Loss. Then on the road in Calgary. Win. Calgary's a disaster. Ooh, okay. On the road in Vancouver, who they just lost to last night. Uh, win. <laughs> okay. On the road in Seattle. Loss. All right. Home against Minnesota. Loss. Uh, the next night on the road against Pittsburgh. Loss. And then season finale at home against Philly. I think an overtime loss would be very fitting of the season. So that's I have, uh, you have six, points. six points. That's yeah. I, I won't I won't disagree with that. Six points sounds about right over the last nine games. They're going to get one that they shouldn't win. Yeah, one of those. Yeah, I I, I would say. I think it's Calgary. Calgary, maybe St. Louis. Is Daryl Sutter going to get fired? No. Why would he? <sighs> that's a team with some expectations, man. Hey, big when, expectations. When you, when you when you move out two of your big point producers, yeah, but they brought in Kadri and Huberdo and Wegar. Yeah, I mean they. I, I'm not. You could argue the roster is better. Yeah, but I mean, it's 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 tough to to replace those those kinds of guys. And when you have subpar goaltending, that's well, yeah. How much, how, not how much are you laying that on yeah. the coach? I don't know. I I don't think he gets fired, and I think I think Calgary. They they got to figure something out. I don't I don't envision them running it all back next year, but I don't know how much movement they can make. Yeah, we'll see. I know that that, that the Huberdo thing kind of comes into like we were talking about with Domi. It's like a fit thing. Yeah, you know Sutter just does not seem to be a fan, and I guess you can understand when the guy is replacing is Matthew Kachuk, right? Who is every coach's dream, especially somebody like Daryl Sutter. Seems like it, like an least. old guard kind of a like one of the last of that. Mm -hmm. old guard kind of coach um you know kachuk is exactly what those kind of guys and look who wouldn't love a 97 point power (laughs) for like the guy's awesome uh crazy that he is arguably as good or better than his father uh (laughs) it's amazing uh i love matthew kachuk that's if i could have any player in the league on the blackhawks that's the dude I i i wouldn't mind yeah that'd be fun how many more, how many more uh, from the This is the, the last mailbag. of the mailbag questions right, we'll from Tom. Uh, Tom Quinn, he says, what do you think the future of NBC Sports Chicago is? The NBC Sports Washington was just sold, so I'm guessing NBC is getting out of the RSN business. And, of course, for those of you not in the know, it's the regional sports network business. Yeah. there's uh, That deal's up TV. this year, right? Next year, right? I think it's... October of 23 or 24. Yeah, whatever is it soon. This is where I wonder if, because the Hawks and the Hawks and Reinsdorf have always kind of, they've always kind of worked together. Yeah, you know, be it Sports Channel or Comcast Sports Center or whatever. I wonder if this is a situation where the Hawks could maybe get in bed with Marquee. Maybe, 
so that so marquee has fall and winter programming there's very little overlap i'm sure they can make a mar- a marquee two to have <laughs> you know what i mean to, so if the hawks yeah. and cubs play on the same day they've got a they've got another channel to play on i don't know i i, I think what's going to happen is maybe they go to stadium that's Reinsdorf owned, right? Or he's an I investor. Mean, I don't know if Reinsdorf still has anything to do with that. He, I don't. I, I don't know. You guys know better than me. I don't think he does. Jer- Uncle Jerry. I don't think he was. I, mean, I, um, I don't think he was paying our checks. I mean, they they got sold the Bally. Yeah. Which of okay. course that's that nightmare. Scenario. Yeah, that's gone. Yeah, I don't think that that's going to be the the route. There. I, maybe they just develop some kind of new regional sports network. I mean, what if they what if they go the route of marquee, but it's just a Blackhawks, White Sox, Bulls access yeah you know? yeah i mean that could be which would be dumb you know but like mad how the madhouse channel or something like right that. yeah um they could do something like that i don't know that it's, the it's, question the answer is i don't know yeah um but i wouldn't mind to see uh i wouldn't mind seeing the hawks on marquee i know it would piss a lot of people off because <laughs> marquee is hard to find unless you have fubo hey now hey there you go see um but yeah i mean it would it would help uh it would help Marquee, like you said, with their programming. They've got to stretch get, things out a little bit more. That's Marquee, as an aside, they got to get their shit together. <laughs> it is inexcusable that they're only on two providers. That's that's not that's not acceptable. Like they've got to make deals with the other streaming services. They've got to, I don't know. That's and the other problem too is Major League Baseball has no clue how to how to handle their streaming. They have no clue. It, it's just it is so archaic. It's so out of date. There was a I was in Nashville. Sounds perfect for the NHL. Yeah, seriously. I was in Nashville and the Cubs were playing the Braves and I was blacked out on MLB TV. I know. Their blackout rules are the dumbest. It's like what? They're the dumbest. I know that Nashville and Atlanta are close. <laughs> They're about as close as Chicago and <laughs> Nashville. <know>. It's like, <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, like, geez. why am I blacked out? Like, what's part which part of it am I blacked out from? Yeah, they, I, that's weird. I've heard so many tales of people. It's being stupid. Like, I'm in City A, and I'm blacked out for well, this team, this team, this team. And it's like people what? in Iowa can't watch the Cubs. Yeah, who I, are they supposed to watch? I know, like, yeah, why? Like, yeah, why, why do you not so want people weird. to watch your product? What is that's wrong so with weird. you, it, idiots? Look, it should be the. I know the NFL is different, so put that aside. It's one game a week, fine. But like the NBA, it's never hard to find a Bulls game or an NBA game at all times. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't get I mean, it. Well, and their schedule isn't scheduling is the same format as the NHL, so I don't know. It should be should should be easier to figure out. But yeah, uh, Dale Shytown says as a Hawks and Sox fan, Marquee would blow unless Marquee goes back to another provider. Um, sure, I you know I <laughs> it's not going to matter that the Cubs own the channel you're watching, like because you're a Sox fan, you could you could still it's okay. You're not going to catch yeah, anything watching Marquee yeah. Sports Network. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. I, I've been thinking about that a lot. And I maybe there's somebody we can uh, you know, pick the brains of somebody at the organization about that if we get the chance to talk to them again. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I want to clear something up. Last night uh, we played the post game from Luke Richardson that the team had sent out, and the Jonathan Taves response was not on the front of that. Yeah. I was told that was a technical issue. Okay. Not a intentional exclusion. So I figured at the time we said that we said that was probably the situation. Now we know for sure that was a situation. Sure. It was a technical issue. So there you go. Want to make sure I got that in yeah. there. Hey, maybe CHGO Sports will get into the uh, live, live game live, business. Live game business. Oh, you guys want to start calling Hawks games? That'd sure, I'll do it. Let's go. 
There's a there what was it uh, Chris, Chris Foster's <laughs> has been on this sh- on the show before. Yeah. We could we could trio it with him. Was it uh Major League Two? Fly ball? Yeah. Caught. Caught. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be us. The problem is whenever I do like there have been times I've been playing like NHL or whatever and I'm home alone and I try to do like play commentary. I just do a Pat Foley impression. Yeah. I don't even do it on purpose. <laughs> yeah. But I've just heard it so often yeah. that I can't do anything else. Yeah. There was uh there was a time when I was in college and we were doing um it was one of my broadcasting classes I can't remember the exact one but um they the 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 instructor was like hey you know let's we're going to do an exercise in sports broadcasting they were like call a home run ball and I was like okay and they were like but you can't do it like Bob Uecker, or you can't do it like, you know, any, anyone that, that does it, you have to make it your own on the spot. And I was like, uh, yeah, it's what? Yeah. Yeah, like, it's, it's really you're tough. Like, Hi. Yeah. I was just like, <laughs> I was like, holy cow. What a bomb. <laughs> like it was, it was, it was so it's, it was like, oh yeah, that's right. Like if you like just imitate somebody, you're not going to go, you can't, right. You're not yeah. going to be unique. So interesting. I think baseball, like baseball commentary is cool. I love listening. Uh, uh, Region Rev says like she prefers listening to games on her transistor. <laughs> to me, baseball on a radio is great. Yeah. I love baseball on a radio. Mm-hmm. It's like your, uh, my buddy Matt's people calls it your summer companion. Yeah. You know, you can just kind of put it on in the background, do whatever you're doing with the game on. It's, it's great. And that, look, I, when the Hawks were on TV, yeah, I listen to every home game on the radio. Oh my gosh. I remember playoff games like driving to someone's house. Yeah, and just waiting outside while like the game was still on, and yeah, I believe Joe Murphy had something to do with it. I remember a really late. I think it was a double, triple overtime game against the Calgary Flames, and I was up so late, I got in so much trouble. But <laughs> I jumped and I punched the ceiling in my. The Hawks won the game, and I punched the ceiling in my basement. Let's go! And that's how I woke my parents up at like one thirty in the morning, and I got in huge trouble. But oh eh, boy, it was worth it. Take that, Lanny McDonald. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't that low. I'm not that old. Jesus. Oh, what? what? I, I, it was like the Theo Fleury Flames. Okay. Sorry. I, yeah, I, yeah. My first Blackhawks game was facing the Flames against, and Lanny McDonald. It was amazing. Yeah. And I it remember was like, my first game. Oh. I'm bad at that. Yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm just going to I'm gonna come on cam and tell the story. Why not? Oh, here there we go. go. Story time. Um, Want to put like a little fireplace uh, graphic <laughs> behind you? Or? No. Like Look at shirt, that shirt, though. by the way. Yeah, Good shirt. Legendary That's a nice shirt. looking shirt. Uh, so my first Hawks game, which is what made me love hockey the most, um, my dad somehow got tickets through a client or whatever. We're on the glass at the oh, stadium. Sweet. In the corner. So we're like the perfect seats. And this is the 80s. We got uh, Butthead and McMahon are sitting like 10 rows back to the right. That was pretty cool. We had better <laughs> seats than them. And I remember in warm-ups, like, like I said, Lanny McDonald, his giant mustache is, like, coming right by the glass in front of us. That was really cool to see. I was like, whoa, look at that thing. <laughs> a puck came over the glass, and my brother got it. He never shared it with me. That was too bad, but mm. that's fine. He was older. Uh, and then during the game, like, two uh, par- partitions over of the glass, there was a huge check, and the glass comes out, cuts a guy above the eye in, like, the second oh, yeah, row, see. and I am just hooked. I'm like, Blood this lust. is amazing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So that was my first This happens experience. every game? And I've never <laughs> sat anywhere near that close ever. Like, that's well, yeah. that's I mean, funny. Like, 20 that, rows, maybe. My, my, so my wife and I started dating because of the Hawks. Like, we were set up because graduated college in uh, January of 01, I did, because uh, that double major I needed, so I went an extra semester. And um, 
so we got set up because we were both Hawks fans, and that's what she said. Like, her first game, maybe it wasn't her first game, but she had a game where she was really close. Her dad got tickets through work or whatever, and there was a fight, and one of the guy's legs broke, and it was just absolute chaos, and she's like, hell yes, this is awesome. (laughs) This is awesome. And I remember, like, one of my first Hawks games at the stadium, my uncle took me, uh, and the Hawks scored, and they had the chairs like a boop, they like pop up when you get off them, and yeah. then they come back down. So I sat down, and I, for whatever reason, I put my hand like under the seat, and it literally cut off my fingernail. Oh. So I was like gushing oh, blood, and God. he's like, "You don't want to leave, do you?" I'm like, "Hell no, we're not leaving." <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, yeah, I'm like bleeding out during the game, but yeah. it was awesome. Like, awesome. and the sta- the thing about the stadium too was, at the time, there was this like element of danger to. <laughs> Going there to being there, like the, this neighborhood, the, in the days of the stadium, a rolling stop was risky. Like you just had to like kind of just, if it's safe, you go. You do not slow down. This neighborhood was really, really dangerous back then. And uh, so like you get out of your car, you got to walk a bit of a way. And there are always characters to see. And then you get in this in Chicago Stadium and it's old and it smells like beer and urine and there's drunk people and people are fighting and there's like a haze in the air. It just had this it was a different element mm. back in the Chicago Stadium. It was just and as a kid, it that place was larger than life. It was loud as hell. That stadium Oregon was just blasting loud. It was it is like an experience for all the senses. Yeah. And you're just you walk in there like from the minute you arrive, you know, get off the highway, there was this heightened sense of I don't want I don't want to say anxiety, but like excitement. Like we're going like I'm in the city, you know, yeah. there's the Sears Tower, yeah. here comes the stadium, there's all these people. It just had this feel to it uh that cannot be replicated. It really it, it was just such a cool place to be. And I, I know there's you ever get to go you never went to the stadium, not, right? No, yeah. No. Man, I my memories of that place are vague, but I'm very lucky I got to go to Chicago Stadium and Comiskey Park, yeah. the original Comiskey Park, and uh, it's just different. Those I, old parks are different. I just I remember my my other memory, like it's very fuzzy, is is during the Gulf War year. It wasn't you know the All Star Game. The, the I was uh, at that All Star Game. So yeah, so that of course yeah. the anthem gets all the pub of being amazing. I was at one a game. Within two weeks of that, it was them versus the Bruins, and I just remember it was so loud and amazing. And also, the the Blackhawks it was their first win against the Bruins in like a long time. <laughs> I don't know. I just remember they broke some long streak. Yeah, it was a two-one win. I remember that distinctly. So, yes, yeah. don't remember much, but I remember cheering during the end. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, very fun. Yeah, that's 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 one thing I wish I could have experienced with Chicago Stadium. Yeah, it's but. just it's so hard to describe. It was just. It was a charming dump. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like it just, I don't know. The place was so cool. I still wish I got to see Pearl Jam there. I did not. I remember that Pearl Jam show in like 93 or something. And they played there and I was like, I want, I tried to get tickets. Couldn't get them. Stupid old Ticketmaster mm. bastards. Anyways, Ticketmaster. Pearl Jam's been around that long. That's crazy. Yeah, they really have. <laughs> Longer. Than um, so you, wow. you want to do the quick more little ads three yeah. and then we'll do yeah. the uh, AMA? Talk about golf. Sure. For a second. Yeah, and golf it up. What you look like. It looks the, like today potentially. Like temperatures if temperatures are rising. There's, there's definitely people out there that would uh, would would hit the links today. I yes. Mean, you know, with the sunshine, it make, makes you feel pretty good. You know what else makes you feel pretty good is when you look good on the golf course. And pins and aces can help you make can help make you look good on the golf course with their amazing apparel 
Pins and Aces is the official golf apparel partner of All City and CHGO. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags that, be cu- that can be customized, and the beer sleeve, the product that allows you to store up to seven beers right inside of your bag and keep them cold the entire round. They can be beers. Our lovely Goose Island beers would be a terrific choice. Beefs. They could be sodas, sparkling waters, mm-hmm. regular waters, mm-hmm. juice, um, mm-hmm. anything else come in a can? Dipped beefs. They could be dipped beefs as well. If they, if you want to keep them warm, I bet the insulation in the sleeve does the same. It would work. You can check out pinsandaces.com for all of your sleeve and apparel needs. And when you do use the promo code CHGO, you're going to get 15% off of your first order and get free shipping. Again, that's the promo code CHGO at pinsandaces.com. A uh, cool comment from Mike in the chat real quick. It says his first live hockey game ever was watching Taves play at uh, North Dakota, mm. and he signed a puck for him and has been a fan ever since then. Oh, that's that's cool. very, very cool. Nice. Hey, we want to remind you, though, that DraftKings Sportsbook is the official betting partner of CHGO and All City. They've got those great NBA no-sweat same-game parlays. That's right. That's the same-game parlays. That's where I love it. I like it. You know, I've got uh, – Three dollars left in my account, so I I, lo- <laughs> I had make it, make it count. Last night, all I needed was a Seth Jones goal. I had Jones anytime score, Reichel anytime score, and plus six and a half. So if Jones had scored, the go- score would have been four three. I had Reichel, I had, and I would have had Jones, and I w- I had it was a plus twenty two hundred bet. I would have won a significant amount of money with a very little wager. That's what makes the same game parlays fun. I actually, I split my bets last night. I I did a a same game. Uh, because there was like a boost, there was some sort of NHL boost pack thing. That it was like you could do live bets for twenty five percent. Oh, cool! Whatever, oh, could, whatever. Uh, but I I hit the uh, under. What was it? it was four, six and a half. Four two. It was right? four so two. Yep. Yeah, under, under six, six and, and a half, and Vancouver to win. You got the twenty five percent boost. So I, I hit that one. However, I also I saw the plus money on under five and a half, and I I I bet that straight and I was like oh this is going fine I actually turned the game on it's three to one with two minutes left but then I looked and the Hawks net is empty and I'm like oh no yeah. and I just sat there and watched as and then they went and scored another score. I mean luckily I got the I hit the other one so yeah I, yeah right. and you know I shouldn't be too mad because on Saturday was it Saturday they played the wild was yeah, it? yeah. Mm-hmm. I had the wild minus one and a half puck line that game was tied until, until what, like the last minute. Yeah. yeah. So hit that one. So I should wow. probably be happy with my, there you go. with my DraftKings. You got to sweat it out sometimes. Let's go DraftKings. That's fun. That, I love it. And, and the, the great thing about those same game parlays is it's only a couple bucks with a big payout. It makes it so much fun to participate. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now sign up with the code CHGO. New customers can get five bucks can bet five bucks and get $200 in bonus bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. While you're looking at the show notes, make sure you smash that like button for us too. We would greatly, greatly appreciate that. All right, we got a few minutes left. Why don't we do some uh, rapid fire questions here, Lawrence? What do we got? Okie dokie. Let's uh, start with, let's see. Uh, Yeah, so Narfin, I believe, asked the Kane question. He says, if you have time to get my question, take a stab at it, but where do you think Kane will actually end up next season? I feel like it will be tough for the Rangers to sign him unless he signs for a one-year. Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I've been thinking about that a lot because – He's he's not going to make ten and a half, but he's going to make nine. Uh, 
yeah, I mean, what's the least you think he would sign for? Like, if he's like, this is an ideal situation for me, I'll play for bleh, eight. Maybe eight. Yeah. There's not a lot of contenders that can take on that money. I, I know we joke, but Buffalo? Like, they're on that That's a cusp. team on the verge. They're on that cusp, and I feel like they've managed their, without looking at it offhand, I, it. I feel like they've managed their cap pretty well, and they have their young guys locked in now. So it seems like that actually may be, uh, you know, a, an option for him. Right now, the Sabres have $17 million in cap space. <laughs> That's a lot. My, my point. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Skinner makes $9 million until 2026-27. Mm. Alex Tuck, 4.75 until 2025-26. That's a nice contract there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tage Thompson, his new deal kicks in next year, as does Dylan Cousins. Both of those guys making roughly $7.1 million. So that's going to change. Right now, those guys make like $2.5 combined. Yeah, so go from 2 and to $14 So that's going to affect things. Uh, defense, not a ton of guys locked up long-term. Darlene makes $6 million through next season. He's going to need a new deal. And it's going to be higher than six. Yep. Uh, Haru, two and a half million. Not won't be a huge raise. These are all after next year. Uh, Matias Samuelson's the only guy they have locked up long term at four point two eight five until twenty twenty nine thirty. That was such a weird contract. Yeah, <laughs> they they signed like a what was a seven year extension after like twenty games. Yeah, yeah. Like oh yeah, you're 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 good. <laughs> uh, and just looking through their system, uh, Matthew Savoy will probably be NHL ready. Probably not next year, maybe the year after. Maybe. So he'll be on his rookie deal. It's doable. Yeah. It, it, after all the jokes we've made for years and years it and years, might make it sense might now, actually yeah. be Buffalo. Because, well, they finally kind of turned it around. Yeah. It was no longer like, well, Buffalo has no idea what they're doing. It times out nicely. Yeah. So, hey, it, it actually might be an option. Yep. Good question. All right. Surfing. Dub, uh, a question for anyone who can answer. Can the Hawks exploit the same situation that the Kraken used for Wright when he was able to play in the AHL for a little while? This is in regards to Korchinski. That was a, if I, if I remember correctly, that was some sort of conditioning stint right. that they put him on. Um, and those are, you can, I think it's either the maximum length can be like two weeks or like four games or something like that. It's not something you do for it's not something you normally do for junior players. Um, and I I don't think you would be doing a disservice to Korchinski sticking him in the AHL for four games or a week and a half or whatever when he could just play four NHL games and then go back to junior. Right. Uh so here from Daily Faceoff, CHL aligned players can only play in the AHL if they were with an NHL team and sent down on a conditioning stint. That requires a player to sit out five consecutive NHL games, which allowed Shane Wright to be sent down. So there you go. That's that's the story there. So, so. Korchinski would have to basically start the season here, play a few games, sit, then go to the AHL, and then go back to junior. It, it's it's convoluted. What Seattle did with with Shane Wright was Weird. so dumb. It, it felt so stupid what they were doing. So I wouldn't want Korchinski to do the same thing. Especially, like, Seattle, by the way, is... Pro- Maybe they're a little better than they expected this year. Yeah. So that changed things. I think next year the Hawks are still going to be one of the lesser teams in the league. So like you said, just play him in the NHL. If you think he's NHL ready, which, eh. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, just there's no need to send him to Rockford. Yeah. No. yeah. Have well, him play and, here, and, have and, him play in junior. Yeah. Yeah. Have him. 
Have him play here for a few games. If he's that lights out, fine, go for it. Um, but if he's not, there's no problem in him going back to uh, juniors for one more year. He's still very young. He's still 18 now. Like he'll ter- he'll turn 19 over the summer. You know, let him play in junior. Let him dominate the the, the WHL for another season. Um, play for Team Canada again. Be be a much a much bigger contributor at the World Juniors again. Um, I have no problems with that. No need to rush him. All right, let's do two more before we wrap up. Okay, in that case, uh, let's. I'm gonna skip this one. We're gonna go with uh, no, no. Here we'll start with Narfin. Yep. Uh, Narfin asks, "What artist or music do you listen to as a guilty pleasure?" Go ahead. Creed. <laughs> oh no. Listen. They 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 are the butt of many jokes. They are the Jake butt of many jokes. <laughs> um, but you know, over over the years, hearing some of their songs just on the radio randomly, I'm just like, you know what? This this goes for me. That's cool. So you know, I have abandoned the concept of guilty pleasures. <laughs> like what you like. The world is on fire. Do not apologize for what you like. <laughs> but if I'm answering the question for people. There are two. One of my favorite bands of all time is Extreme, the More Than Words guys. Yeah, the More Than Words. Oh, They're one of my okay. all-time favorite bands. I'm so excited they have a new album coming out this year. The new song is awesome. One of the best guitar solos you'll ever hear. It's called Rise. Check it out. Um, that's one of my favorite bands ever. And my, if I was if I was to hide a band from people, because I'm openly a fan <laughs> of Extreme, everybody knows it. I do enjoy Coldplay. Ah, Coldplay's yeah. good. Coldplay's yeah. not so bad. Yeah. They've got some good stuff. Yeah. So, but I did hear Chris Martin on the Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend podcast. I haven't listened to that yet. Eh, sounds like a guy who's never really had any problems in his life. He's like, <laughs> yeah. I think everyone is just given the given the life they're supposed to have. And if you're if you're a rock star, you are destined to be a rock star. And I'm like, well, what about like, sounds like you know, someone guy. who's mentally ill or homeless? Was that like just their destination? Like, there's no way yeah. they could have. Sounds like a guy a little full of them. That kind of that kind of bothered me Screw a little you, bit. Chris Martin, name your kid Apple. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, you guys know. You know, Greg would say Train would be my guilty yes, pleasure, but yeah. uh, Train's a good band, and sure. I, I also am a Swifty these days. So Taylor hey, Swift rules. That should be no one's guilty pleasure. Yeah, she, she is. She's awesome. Immensely talented. Her last gotta, few albums are. Fantastic. And on the pop thing, I have realized how much I enjoy Dulipa. Yeah. Every time I hear like a pop song, I'm like this song is great. I have Shazam it Dulipa every yeah. time. And they've got that they play it during Hawks games all the time. It's like the mashup with her and Elton John. Uh, cold, uh it's called Cold Cold Heart. Yes. It's Dulipa and Elton John. It is fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's like a sample of Sacrifice, Rocket Man, and uh Oh, there's one more Elton John song. Benny and the Jets. No, it's not. It's not like one of the. It's not like a primary famous, uh, super famous Elton John mm-hmm. song. But it's it's wonderful. So yeah, Dulipa. Not a guilty pleasure. I enjoy Dulipa. Yeah. Remember when uh, Dulipa and uh, Saint Vincent performed together? Ah, Saint Vincent. Now she's a rock star. <sighs> yeah, that was good. Is that on the Grammys? Yeah. I needed a moment. That was good. <laughs> I, I looked at my wife and I'm like. I'm very sorry, <laughs> but I'm going to need a moment. <laughs> uh, I love St. Vincent. She is a guitar rocker. Yes. Uh, okay, let's end it with No Rage Chief right. Roids. Uh, AMA, how far are you willing to drive just to eat fast food? The, the distance has, has changed over time for me. I, I, I used to, 
I used to be very into like, maybe it was just my college brain. And I was just like, well, it's either this or drink. So let's, <laughs> let's go get some food. Uh, it, I would, I would take road trips for a specific meal at times, like yeah. hour, two hours sometimes. Now it's just like for, for fast food, if it's on the way, great. Like if I'm going from point A to point B and it's a, a point and a half, like that's fine. I usually don't go out of my way anymore. Yeah. Just, I, I, I would say for a special place, I'll go like a half hour or so, but I will say I spent uh, my dad when I was in kindergarten, got transferred to Virginia. So I was there. I was in Roanoke, Virginia, home of Eric Weinrich for uh, kindergarten and first grade. And there my mom and we all loved Chick-fil-A. Mm. Like it was our, it was like our favorite place there. And then when we moved, Chick-fil-A has only been in Chicago, man, for what, like 10 years, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. So before that, me and my wife went to racing Wisconsin to pick up Chick-fil-A to bring to my mom for her birthday. That's cool. Um, so that was the farthest we've That's gone. Distance, yeah. But it was like just a we totally surprised her. She had yeah. not had it in probably, you know, 15 years. I was like, oh my God. That's fun. And the the manager of Chick-fil-A like told us like, just throw them in the oven. This is how you do it. And they're gonna turn out just like they are here. And he was right. It was like eating in a restaurant. It was great. Nice. So yeah, that what racing is you would know better than I would. I mean, it's just over the border, not too far. Yeah, right? not too bad. From right? from you? Yeah. From, from well, I was in uh, Oakland at the time. Oakland. Well, that's still yeah, that's still yeah, a distance. A little further. Yeah, north. that's probably you, almost two hours. Yeah, about two hours. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. I don't know. Like for me, like I, when I saw this question, I was thinking of like, oh, it's like some hole in the wall place that like there's only one of, as opposed to like a Taco Bell. Mm -hmm. So like yeah. in my head, I was thinking of like, I definitely have driven random amounts of time to like go to a some. Oh, you gotta go try that place. Get the hot dog there, you know, yeah, yeah. Paradise right. Pup or Dog. Usually, and I'll do that if I'm in the neighborhood. I'll try to like, Find oh, it. I'm around that place. Let's try it. But yeah, yeah. like yeah. I've definitely gone to Super Dog, and that's <laughs> not close at all. Yeah, yeah, but worth the trip. Yeah, yeah 100%, definitely. Yeah, uh, I remember a couple of years ago, my wife and I did a uh, like a random weekend trip. We were like, oh, it's just flight prices were really low for some reason. I can't remember, but. Uh, we went to to Los Angeles for like a di like basically like a day and a half, and we were just like, oh, let's go. Um, and we we made a trip to be like, we have to get in and out, and we weren't close to one, but we were like, let's go, and we just navigated for like forty minutes just to get to In and Out, and then we waited forty <laughs> minutes for it, uh, and it was good. It was good. Oh, love it! I'll be eating In and Out at some point this week as I am taking a flight to Arizona. Nice. There you morning. go. Enjoy. Yeah, uh, where are you going? Uh, into the Valley, Scottsdale, far, sort of the northeast corner of Scottsdale. My right. favorite restaurant in the world is in Phoenix, Dick's Hideaway. Oh, I thought you were going to say Pizzeria Bianca. It is like a, course. I don't want to, I would say like southwestern food. Okay. It is a hole in the wall, literally a hidden restaurant. It's a hideaway. Uh, you tell your Uber driver you want to go to Dick's Hideaway and they've never heard of it. I'm going to name drop. We had dinner with Len Casper there hey. at spring training one year. This is, if I was to choose my last meal, <laughs> it would be from Dick's Hideaway. Wow. Great wow. cocktails. The food is amazing. If you have time to go, Lawrence, you are my food Sherpa. Yeah. Uh, you will love this place. It is like high-end Southwestern food with great cocktails. It's, it's amazing. It is, and it's a tiny little place. You might want to get a reservation. 
Uh, but holy cow, Dix Hideaway is huh. looking it up right now. It's right down the middle there, off fifty one. Okay. Yep. That's, that's it's uh, incredible. I, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Interesting. They're actually that's right near Sunny Slope, which is a neighborhood. Uh, they have a, a really good barbecue place uh, up there. Little Miss Barbecue is fantastic. And then there was this Mexican place that I've been to a couple times that was also like an old school. Yeah. Mexican. So place. this is like higher end. Okay. You know, if it's you and someone else, you're probably walking out like. 120 or so. Okay. But worth every penny. Get the prickly pear margarita. Holy oh, God. That sounds good. Oh, sounds dude. delicious. It's, it's amazing. So I, I told my wife, she, she is anti-Arizona because her family would vacation there like in August. Oh, So yeah, it was miserable. I hated it. We just stayed inside all day. I'm like, I will literally fly to Phoenix to try to have Dick's Hideaway and fly home. Okay. That's how good it is. Okay. So I'm, I'm, it's on if my money was, If money were no object. Yeah. He's never an object. Yeah. My, yeah. Yeah, my parents can help me out maybe. You know. sure. well, that'd be nice. There you go. All right. Let's wrap things up. That was fun. I enjoyed that. We are back tomorrow night post game. And remember, Wednesday, Wednesday, we've got Korchinski and Doc and Nolan Allen all joining the show at 3 p.m. The show begins at 2.30. Those guys will jump on uh, from Seattle. Uh, at 3 o'clock. It's going to be a great time on Wednesday, but we'll talk to you post-game tomorrow night. Hawks and Stars on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.